Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Why is He leading you? Why did He take you by the hand? Well, yes, He loves you. But the Bible says something here profound that we need to remember. He does it for His name's sake. It's all about God. Yes, we give theological assent to that. We bow to that truth. But we don't really live like that. Still, very practical ways, our life centers around self. Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives, so we can be our hands and feet. Pastor Ed teaches us today through Psalm 23 that Jesus leads us into paths of righteousness for the sake of His name. In other words, we do not deserve the redemption offered through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. We cannot earn Christ's grace or mercy. However, God chose to save us, justify us, and make us righteous so that He would receive honor. This means that the life of a Christian is not and can never be about the self. All that we do is for God's name and for His glory. Now here's Pastor Ed with his continuing look at Psalm 23. You know, when my wife calls up, I know her voice. My children call up, I know their voice. People close to me call up, I recognize their voice. It's no different with the Good Shepherd. When God calls you, you don't have any trouble distinguishing. You know his voice. Because you've been talking to him. And you've been hearing him. And he's no stranger to you. Shepherds in the Middle East could bring all of their sheep together. And those sheep will be gathered together. And suddenly a shepherd will stand at one end of the hill and another shepherd on another side and another shepherd on the other side after they've finished talking and spending time together. And suddenly they'll make a sound, a noise, their own unique call. And the sheep will suddenly disperse and part. And each of the flocks will follow their own shepherd. Someone was accused of stealing a sheep he went to court and uh, he said before the judge no that's my sheep I didn't steal it the judge says okay prove it call the sheep and the shepherd made the call immediately the sheep followed him the judge said case dismissed he's the shepherd that's a sheep you know his voice you know when he calls He gives us that wonderful assurance. He gives us that commitment. It's his character to lead you. He leads us. And he doesn't drive us. I want you to look at the path that he leads you to. What's the path that he leads us to? In Verse 3, again, he leads me in paths of righteousness. Of all animals, what are the dumbest? Why does God call us sheep? (laughs) 
You're not getting involved in this message here. <laughs> sheep just can't find their way. That's why Isaiah says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. We just lose our way. Dogs can find their way home. Take them across town, it gets back home. Take a cat somewhere and it finds its way home. Take a sheep just a few houses down and it won't come back. It gets lost. We're like sheep. We need someone to guide us in paths of righteousness. These paths are the best possible paths for us. In Exodus 3.17, God is speaking, and he's speaking about his people Israel. He says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country. Though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. He had just delivered these people from bondage. He knew everything about them. He knew that they would become discouraged. They would be disheartened. They would turn around and forsake him. And God didn't allow them to go through that trial because he knew what would happen. They would fall. God knows the way. And he knows the best path for you. He knows where to lead you, how to lead you, how to direct your steps. Be assured of this. He will guide you in paths of righteousness. The absolute best path for you. August 12th, 1997. A couple spent 46 minutes with Rita Rogers, a psychic in Chesterfield, Northfield, England. The woman was elated. Those who saw her said she went out with a big smile on her face. Their future, according to this psychic, this clairvoyant, was going to be bright. Nineteen days later, on August 31st, 1997, shockwaves went around the world when Princess Diana was killed along with her boyfriend, Dodie. The psychic was wrong. Don't go to the world for the answers. Don't be following some horoscope to find your future. Go to the book. Go to your knees. Come to church. Spend time in communion with God. In contrast, young Cliff and Billy, newly married in 1945, pastor, not very much in his pocket, decides to go on a honeymoon. They're just married. And they go to the hotel, and the hotel was transformed into some other building. They traveled another mile down the road to a grocery store, and they found a room up in the top of the grocery store and the grocery store owner realized that they were Christians and he recommended they go to another house and they went to this house and this gentleman invited them into a crusade and there Cliff Barrows met Billy Graham and that night led songs for him and they were together ever since God 
leads his children, even when they're not aware of it, even when we're not conscious of it, even when we're not asking for it, because it's his very character, it's his very nature to lead his children in the best way possible. Let God lead your life. Let God direct your steps. Let God guide you, because God knows Someone, F.B. Myers, said, Let us not judge God by an incomplete or unfinished scheme. Let us have patience till the end shall justify the path by which we came. God leads our lives. He guides our steps. You can have that assurance. You may be in the corporate world. You may be a professional and you're wondering about this and that, and you're wondering about tomorrow and your future, leave it all in God's hands. God will see to it that you reach your destination. Now, the path is not only good for us, the best for us, because we reach our destination, but something else. We become the people God wants us to be. See, it's not only the best path, but it's a path that will lead us into righteousness. Notice... The paths of righteousness. It can be translated straight paths. Oh, we're all so crooked. Yeah. We're all so sinful. There's so many things wrong with us. Well, let's blame our parents. But we ought to go back to Adam and Eve. It was their sinful nature we inherited. See, we all are sinners. And we need to be led into paths of righteousness. See, God is not only concerned about you getting to the right place. He's concerned about you being the right person in the right place. He's concerned about character. He's concerned about righteousness. One thing is for sure. It's an inside job. You'll spend your whole life being molded, being shaped, being reshaped, being broken, being remolded by the hand of the master potter because his objective is to produce in you the image of his only begotten son. His objective is that you look like Jesus and one day we shall see him and we shall be like him. Hallelujah. In the way of a righteous is life. Here's another verse of Proverbs. God's leading, it's not only outward and inward by His Spirit, but what He does in us, the righteousness He produces in us, produces the character that will take us to the right place. That's what Proverbs 11.3 says. The integrity of the upright guides them. The integrity of the upright guides them. But the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. It's hard to be honest and right and have integrity and, and do the right thing. But you never get to the right place by the wrong road. The wrong road never leads you to the right destination. Sometimes shortcuts are not really shortcuts. Sometimes it's the long road that's the best road. 
Because that is not only getting there, it's what happens to you while you get there. We say it this way, it's not only the destination, it's the journey. And God's concerned about the journey. Where are you this morning on that journey? When you look in the mirror this morning, is there the image of Christ in there? I'm not talking about the physical mirror, but the mirror of his word. Do you see a reflection of Christ in your life? Augustine said, there is no true virtue without a miracle. I don't know anybody that can make themselves good. There is not one single person that has walked this planet that was capable of making themselves good. The only one had to come down from heaven, and his name was Jesus. He is completely righteous. And so when you look at your life, it's as you surrender yourself to him, and as he lives in you, and as he walks in you, and as you spend time with the shepherd, you begin to take on some of the characteristics of the shepherd. You begin to take on some of the qualities of the good shepherd. You become like him. That's the righteousness that he's talking about. God's will will never take you where God's grace cannot keep you. Our third and final point. What's the purpose of all of this? He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Why is he leading you? Why did he take you by the hand? Well, yes, he loves you. But the Bible says something here profound that we need to remember. He does it for his name's sake. It's all about God. Yes, we give theological assent to that. We bow to that truth. But we don't really live like that. Still, in very practical ways, our life centers around self. And it's so got hard to pry people around out of that mode. It's so hard to die to self. Uh, when people center around self, cause so many problems for themselves and others. See, God wants us to be good PR for him. He taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven. What's the next phrase? That phrase is saying, God, I want to reverence and honor your name. I want to bring you respect and glory. I want people to think well of you. We represent him in this world. We're his ambassadors in this world. We are to point people to God, people that are to think well of God because of the lives we live. You know, talk about a good restaurant. And you tell your friends, they have great food there. And your friend wants to go and eat there. You have a great relationship with God and you're happy and content and peaceful. People want to know. Let me ask you, when they spend time with you, do they lose their appetite for God or they acquire one? Do they want to go on a diet after talking to you and miss church? Or is a hunger created that they want to be in the house of the Lord and fellowship with God's people. God honors his word. It's all about God. In Psalm 79, 9 to 10, the psalmist prays, Help us, O God, our Savior, 
for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive us our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nation say, where is their God? God. And then in verse 13, then we your people, the sheep of your pasture. He reminds God, we're the sheep of your pasture, we're your people. God, for your name's sake, defend us. For your name's sake, deliver us. For your name's sake, heal us. For your name's sake, guide us. For your name's sake, take us by the hand. Lord, we need you. And we want to honor you. See, God's reputation is at stake. It really is all about God. God's made a multitude of promises. And he's not like us, maybe keeping a few of them. He keeps all of them. Not one of them is broken. Not one of them has failed. Go way back to Abraham, the psalmist said in Psalm 105, for he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. He remembers what he said thousands of years ago. He remembers what he's promised you. He remembers the promise he put in you. In 2 Corinthians 1.20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. The whole Christian walk, the whole Christian life from beginning to end is based on a promise. Your whole future is based on a promise that God made. He promised he'd come back. He promised he'd raise you from the dead. He promised you would reign with him forever and ever. He promised that he'd keep his promises. Hallelujah. God is committed to honor his word. He's committed as well to honor his name. His name is above every name. See, it's not about me. It's not about you. Only God is great. And his name is the name that matters. Even the greatest of men is like dust and all God has to do is blow and we're gone. We're history. God, it's about him. We do what we do for his name's sake. We endeavor to honor him. Some of us need to learn humility. Proverbs 27, 2 says, Let another praise you, not your own mouth. Someone else and not your own lips. Paul said this, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. What do we do? We boast about God. We boast about what He has done. Because when we get to heaven, it's not going to be, let me tell you what I did to get here. It's going to be glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. I like what Philippians says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Wow, what a church we would be. What a community of faith we would be. How the church would march forward if we would do that. Curiosity got the best of me. Forgive me. 
I'm reading and listening to President Clinton's book. Let me tell you this about it. He goes about extreme measures to defend himself and to put himself in the best light. I wanted to see what he had to say. I'll tell you, we're like that too, though. We want to put ourselves in the best light. We want the applaud when we walk on stage. Little boy comes home all excited. He says, Mommy, I got the best part in the play. She said, Honey, what is that? He said, I stay in the audience and I clap and I applaud and I cheer. We ought to be more concerned about God's honor than defending ourselves. David wasn't that way. Paul wasn't that way. Peter wasn't that way. We're that way. God, help us. Help us to change. We want to do a revisionist history of our story and tweak it and put everything in the best light. We ought not. I want to read a quote to you. God honor, God's honor is tied up in the welfare of his people. In your future, God's honor is all tied up in that. His leading, his word, his commitment to you, his honor is all tied up in that. You don't have to worry. God has put his name out there. He's doing it for his name's sake. David, why am I leading you? Not because I'm better than anybody else, God. Now, David knew that. He knew that well. And until you and I know that well, we'll get in the way every single step of the way. It's his honor that it's all about. And when we become concerned and consumed with his honor, and when we take the Lord's Prayer seriously and pray, hallowed be thy name, we'll see the promises fulfilled one by one by one by one in our lives. I like what Max Lucado said, and in closing, I take his words. Why does God have anything to do with us? For his name's sake. No other name on the marquee. No other name up in lights. No other name on the front page. It's all done. Why? For God's glory. It's all about God. And when we get that, and when we center in that, guess what? Self is going to be out of the way, and Christ will be right before us. David looked back, and with great assurance he said, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's the contract. That's the covenant. That's the commitment. He signed it in blood. 
Is your name on it? Have you accepted it? The Psalms are a wonderful place to turn to when in the midst of the most difficult times in this life. Pastor Ed will be sharing a 14-part series of messages from the book of Psalms with hopes that you'll be encouraged each time you join us. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your voice.